Hey friends, and welcome to the Girl Means Business Podcast. I'm your host, Kendra Swalls, a photographer and educator on a mission to help you find your passion, power, and purpose through entrepreneurship. So let's jump right into today's episode because this girl means business. Hey there, welcome to episode 136 of the Girl Means Business podcast, where we're talking all about getting organized so that you are ready to start off the new year in your business. Now, you might be thinking, um, Kendra, hello, it's only the first week of November. I know, but here is the fine line you have to walk as a business owner. You have to be able to focus on not only what's happening in your business right now, But what's coming up down the pipeline? What's ahead of you in the next few months, the next quarter, the next two quarters, the next year in your business? And for a lot of us, I'm going to include myself in this, that can be a little bit difficult because trying to switch your brain back and forth between what's happening right now and what's going to happen in a couple of months can leave you feeling a little scattered. So this episode today is dedicated all about organizing yourself and your business so that you can plan for the future and stay on top of the things happening in your business in this moment. Now for me, and I'm sure a lot of you feel this way too, November and December are a mix of kind of the final push of the year, trying to get things in our business wrapped up for the year, maybe making a final push to make some sales or meet a goal, but also wanting to slow down a little bit enjoy the holidays, enjoy this time with our family, with our friends, maybe traveling to see family and friends or taking some personal time. It's also a time when we start thinking about what does next year look like? We want to be able to hit the ground running in January and have our business take off from day one. Now, in order to do that, we have to put some things in place. So I like to take November and December while I'm kind of doing a final push for the year in my business I also use this time to plan ahead and get organized for January and the next year. Now, I want to talk today about five specific things that I do in my business to help me stay organized, to help me stay on top of what's going on in my business, and to have an overall kind of master plan for what the next year is going to look like. So let's go ahead and jump right in. All right. Number one, this is a big one for me because I am a calendar person. If it's not on my calendar, it's probably not going to happen. It's going to leave my brain and not come back until it's too late. So for me, it's super important to have one calendar, just one, and everything syncs to that one calendar. Now, back when I was teaching, this was a physical paper planner. I was obsessed with my Erin Condren planner Every year I'd get a new one. I would deck it out with stickers and colorful pens and all the things. And it worked for me at the time because I spent most of my days in one place, in one room, at my desk, and I would take it with me whenever I went and did other things. However, when I left the teaching world and I was working from home and usually working on the go, whether it was running around with my kids or working at a coffee shop, or traveling, or even just in different areas of my house, it no longer made sense for me to have that paper planner. I just didn't keep up with it. It wasn't something that I readily had by my side all the time. I didn't think to go and grab it. And while I still really love putting pen to paper, I mean, 
I'm a self-proclaimed notebook junkie. In fact, sitting here at my desk, I can see one, two, three, four, five different notebooks and about 12 different types of post-it notes, along with a pencil holder with about 15 different colorful pens inside of it. So I love putting pen to paper. That's where I write down all of my ideas. I have different notebooks for different topics. It just makes me feel good to get things out of my head and onto a physical piece of paper. However, when it came to my calendar and all the events I had to keep up with, whether it was for business or personal, I needed to transition to digital. So I have chosen to use Google Calendar. I have the app on my phone. I have a couple of different Google calendars, but they all sync to one. So I have one for my photography business. I have one for my coaching business. And then we have kind of a family Google calendar that we use for sporting events, work travel events, family functions, things we want to make sure we all know are coming up. But they all sync to one Google calendar, which I have on my phone and on my computer. And I have them color-coded so that they match what type of event it is. So if it's purple, it's a photography event. If it's orange, it's a coaching session. If it's green, it's a family function. And so I can easily glance at my computer or my phone and see what I have coming up in the next few days, weeks, or months. It just makes everything so much easier. I'm not having to go back and forth with my husband to see, okay, what dates are you traveling? What dates are you home? When are you able to to help me with this? Or, hey, I've got a session at six o'clock on a Tuesday. Can you, are you going to be home to take the kids to basketball practice or whatever? We are just able to kind of have everything in one place. Now for my business, it's super helpful because I also go in and I time block my day. So in my Google calendar, and if I were to show you what it looked like, which I, if you go over to Instagram, I may share this in my stories. It can get a little kind of crazy because I do also time block my days, which means that, for example, on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I record podcast episodes, whether that means sitting here at my computer recording this episode for you or doing a podcast interview. I only schedule them typically on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So I block that time on my schedule, on my calendar, so that I can see, okay, from nine to two on Tuesdays. I'm available for podcasts. Now, if I don't have anything set up to record, I don't have anybody on my schedule, that time is open. But I kind of have it blocked off so that I know on those days, those are going to be dedicated to that time. I also have, you know, coaching session blocked off, all these things. But just having a calendar, whether it's a paper version, a digital version, on your whiteboard on a wall, whatever works for you. Have a system in place that helps you know how your time breaks down. This can be big picture. This month, these are the things, the big things we have going on. It could be down to the hour or the half hour per day. Everybody's different. But figure out what type of calendar keeper you are and really lean into it. Because that has been one of the biggest things that has helped me to stay on top of my tasks is putting things on my calendar. And it is something that I've gotten in the habit of doing immediately after something is is scheduled. I schedule things down to like phone calls and coffee dates and lunch dates. My calendar looks a little crazy, but it really does help me stay on top of things. 
a couple examples. The other day I had a client, a photography client call me and she said, or message me. And she said, Hey, can we do a phone call Wednesday morning at 9am? I just want to go over some final details of our session. Sure. I put it on my calendar. I wanted to make sure that at nine o'clock when she was going to call me, I had time available to chat. If I'm going to hop on clubhouse and spend an hour going into rooms, connecting with people, I put it on my calendar. If I am going to go have coffee with a friend of mine, or just this morning, I went and had coffee with our PTO president to talk about school activities, I put it on my calendar. And it might seem a little overboard. And honestly, this is probably one of the most un-Enneagram 7 things that I do, because usually Enneagram 7s like to have kind of freedom of time, but it helps me to stay on top of my tasks. Now, this can also mean creating a larger calendar of your whole year, which we'll kind of talk about later on in this episode, but we'll circle back to that in just a few minutes. So number one is to keep one master calendar where all of your activities, personal, business, all the things are in one place. So you're not having to jump back and forth to different places to try to figure out what your day, your week, or your month looks like. Number two is use a client management system of some kind. Now, there are two I want to mention to you today that I personally use and love. The first one is sort of an all-encompassing management system, and it's called HoneyBook. Now, if you've listened to this podcast for a while, this is not a new name that you're hearing me talk about. I've been using HoneyBook for years. I don't even know when I started working with them. Um, I'm one of their HoneyBook educators and a beta tester, so I get access to some of their newer features that are coming out, and I get to contribute to their blog and all these different things. But I absolutely love HoneyBook for so many reasons. I want to tell you a quick little kind of before and after story of before I was using HoneyBook and after I started really using it in my business and the difference it made. When I first started doing photography, I had no idea how to have a system in place. So my system for my clients was literally each client got a file folder with their name on it. And I would jot down notes on a phone call on a notepad and I'd stick the paper in their file folder. I would like print out our emails sometimes and stick those in the folder if it had like an address of where we were going to go for a shoot or information about what they wanted during their session. I would have them mail me a contract, like I would send it to them and they would have to print it out and mail it back, which I don't know why I had them like physically mail it to me other than I wanted a copy of it. If they emailed it, I would print it out and put it in their folder. It was, to be honest, it was a hot mess. I mean, I found some of these files recently and I was just laughing at how archaic my system was. It was chaos. So I, but I didn't know any better. That's all I knew how to do. And then HoneyBook came around and I was like, okay, I need something better. I'll give this a shot. And oh my gosh, like life changing. The fact that I didn't have to keep a file folder for one, that I didn't have to go back and search through old emails to try and find, okay, what did we say about this? And oh, we talked about this location, but we ended up choosing this location because let me tell you, one time I went to the wrong location because I didn't have it written down in the file folder like I was supposed to have done, they didn't keep up with it. But with HoneyBook, like everything is in one place. So if you are a service-based provider working with small groups or one-on-one people, clients, this is so important for you because you create a project 
for each of your clients. And then you can keep all of their information in that project. Every email you send back and forth is saved in their project folder. Every contract, questionnaire, invoice, um, proposal, notes that you want to keep on them. If they send you files, so if they send you um, photos of things that they're wanting, or if you're doing graphic design stuff, if they send you like logo inspiration or Pinterest pens, all of that can be saved inside one project. And so everything you need for that one project is right there, easily accessible. They have an app, so I can do this all from my phone. You can create templates. So when someone inquires through my website, it comes into my HoneyBook account and I can immediately send them a template email that I can quickly customize if I need to. And it's done in seconds. There are so many features that HoneyBook offers and there's other you know, programs that do the exact same thing. Dubsado, 17 Hats, Sprout Studio. There's a lot of them. I'm just personally talking about HoneyBook because I want to kind of give you an idea of what some of these client management systems can do. You can send, you know, mass emails if you want, like I said, invoicing, documents, contracts, questionnaires, time tracking, all the things that you might need to help you organize and stay on top of your business. It does come with a cost. You're paying for it monthly or yearly. I do have a link in the show notes. If you want to check it out, you can see what it's all about and you get half off your first year. So that is linked down in the show notes if you want to go check out HoneyBook and see what it's about. Whether you go with HoneyBook or not, I want you to have something in place that helps you to organize your client content. It's all about working smarter, not harder. And it's all about just making your life easier. And I know for me, when I had my file folder system, that was not easy. I had to print things off. I had to make sure I did things right away. I had to make sure all my notes were in the right place. And it was just stressful and overwhelming. And so if the part of your business that feels stressful or overwhelming is keeping up with your client information, contracts, invoices, um, questionnaires, documents, all that stuff is scattered in four or five different programs. I really want to encourage you to look into something like HoneyBook or Dubsado or 17 Hats that can help you get organized. Now, I will give you a second option. If you are looking for something that's free, it will require you to do a little more on your end. But if you do want to have a way to organize your projects, a platform or a program like Asana or Trello is another really good option. Now, I use this for podcasting. So all of my podcast episodes are in Asana. They have their own board for each year of the podcast. Each month is broken down. Each episode has its own little like card that I can put all my information. I can add audio files, graphics, show notes, all the things in one place. Trello is very similar and it just gives you a way to kind of put everything in one place. Now, again, you have to import those things yourself. So if you were using this for a client project, and you sent them an invoice and they paid for it, you would then have to like save the paid invoice and import it into Asana. But if you're looking for something to kind of get you started that maybe is free of charge or very low cost, then Asana or Trello could be another great option for you. So, so far we've got, make sure you have a calendar, which I'm going to throw in a side note here. I do sync my HoneyBook calendar 
to my Google Calendar. So everything that gets scheduled through HoneyBook, because they have a scheduling tool, gets sent over to my Google Calendar. So have a calendar where everything is on that one calendar. And then number two is to have a client management system of some kind, whether that is through a program like HoneyBook or something a little simpler like Asana or Trello. All right, number three is always have a running to-do list. The biggest lie I tell myself is, oh, I'll remember that later. Uh, No, (laughs) I know myself well enough to know that's not going to happen, but I still do it. I don't know why. I still think like, oh yeah, I'll remember to answer that email. Oh yeah, I'll remember to respond to that text. No, I'm not going to remember. So I have created a system where I keep a running to-do list. So I have one on my laptop. I have the sticky notes app. And I create a sticky note on my desktop where it has kind of a running like to-do list. And I have it broken down by like, what do I need to do for my photography business? What do I need to do for my coaching business? What about personal things that I need to get done? If I'm supposed to go drop off something at the school for my kids, or I'm supposed to go help out with something for the PTO, I have a running to-do list. And it's just kind of a brain dump where when something comes up, something as simple as, hey, I need to call so-and-so. Or I need to run by the post office and mail that thing. I put it on that to-do list. Another great place to do this is on the notes app on your phone. Or if you have an iPhone, they have like the to-do list, the task list reminders, I think is what it's called. They have that where you can kind of keep like a bulleted to-do list and you just like tap it when you're done and it goes away. However, it works for you. Sticky notes. I've done sticky notes where I will put them on my desktop Um like surrounding my desktop. So I'm, as I'm working throughout the day, I can look and see, oh yeah, I need to get these three th- things have to be done today. And if they're staring right back at me from my sticky note, I remember to get them done. Whatever system works for you, I just highly recommend always doing a brain dump because while we think we're going to remember these things, we're really not. Our brains are just not designed that way. And it gives me peace of mind knowing that if I... And like, oh, I got to run, pick up my kids, but I need to get back to this email. If I type it really quickly on my to-do list, reply to so-and-so's email, then I know that later that evening or the next morning when I go back to my computer, I'm going to be like, oh yeah, I got to do that thing. Instead of trying to remember it in my head. I've also done this at night. I keep a little sticky notepad and a pen on my nightstand. And when I lay in bed at night and my brain is kind of decompressing from the day, And I'm like, oh, shoot, I forgot to do X, Y, or Z. I've got to make sure I do that first thing in the morning. Or, oh, yeah, tomorrow the kids need to take this to school with them. I'm going to forget if I don't write it down. I can just roll over, jot it on the sticky note. It's right there in the morning. Don't think that you are going to remember all of these things. It's okay to get it out of your head, put it on paper. It's going to make your life so much easier. Even if it feels like your to-do list is getting super long, that's okay. Another trick and tip for that is keep kind of a master to-do list where you just brain dump everything, but then have, and this is where I use my sticky notes, is have a kind of a today only to-do list. So when I get up in the morning, I look at my master list of like all the things that are on my to-do list for that day or the, you know, not that day, but all the things on my list in general. And I go, okay, what do I need to do today to feel successful? Okay, I need to edit that session. I need to record that podcast episode. I need to schedule my next couple of of social media posts. I need to record this reel. Those four things go on my to-do list. 
And if I check off all four things for the day, I know I felt really accomplished that day. And if I didn't, it's okay. It's going back on my master list. So if you are the type of person that like a long master list is going to make you feel overwhelmed and paralyzed on what to do, use that master list to create a smaller to-do list each day or each week to help you feel a little more like you're able to actually check things off and accomplish things. Stay with us. We'll be right back. If you've been listening to the Girl Means Business podcast for any amount of time, then you know my love of email marketing runs deep. Not only is it a great way to generate new leads, but it's one of the most effective methods for nurturing warm leads and turning them into sales. Now, over the years, I've tested several email platforms, and my favorite by far is Flowdesk. Not only do they make email marketing simple and easy, even for the technically challenged, but they have everything you need to create stunning emails, capture leads, make sales, and automate the entire process, giving you time back in your busy day. And the cherry on top is you're only charged one flat fee no matter how many subscribers you have. So while other platforms will increase your price when you go over your pricing tier limit, Flowdesk has no price increases or hidden fees. If you're ready to give Flowdesk a try, click the link below in the show notes to save 50% off your first year. Let Flowdesk help you design emails people will love. Click the link below and check it out. I have a feeling you're going to love it just as much as I do. Number four is to set up a routine. Now, I'm going to be completely honest here that this is something that I still sort of struggle with. And I think it's because, again, going back to that Enneagram 7 piece, I left my teaching career because I wanted less structure. I wanted the freedom to say like, hey, I'm going to go grab coffee today. Or, hey, I'm going to take the morning and go for a really long walk in like the nature center or whatever the case may be. But I also realized pretty quickly that that is not really helpful to getting things done in my business. That if I want my business to be successful, I have to treat it like an actual job and an actual business, which means I have to have work hours. Now, those work hours can be flexible. So I found that what works best for me is I've created sort of a template of a weekly schedule. So I know that my Monday is going to sort of look like this and my Tuesdays are going to look like this and my Wednesdays and Thursdays and Fridays. However, I also give myself the ability to change that. I think that there's a lot of people who get so stuck in like, okay, from Monday, from nine to 10, I have to do this. And from 10 to 11, I have to do this. And they don't give themselves the freedom to change that. That's part of the beauty of running your own business is you're the boss. If you want to change the schedule, change the schedule. You know, typically my Fridays are a little bit lighter anyway. I schedule Monday through Thursday to be full of work items so that Friday I can have some time off, but I do have work items scheduled most Fridays. Tomorrow, my daughter has a field trip. So I'm going with her class to the field trip all day. And I was able to modify my schedule for the week so that I can do that. And I don't have to feel like I am breaking my schedule or missing out on something I need to be working on. This is really beneficial for anyone who is either maybe new to starting a business, or maybe you've recently left a nine to five and you're working from home for the first time 
and it feels a little less structured and you're craving some of that structure back, but you're also torn because you're like, well, but part of the reason I quit my job to run my business was to have less structure. This is a way to give yourself some flexible structure, which I know is a total, you know, opposite of each other, but you need structure in order to be productive in order to get things done in your business but you want the flexibility to change it if it's not working for you in that moment. So sit down between now and the first of the year, figure out what does my perfect week or perfect day look like if I had, you know, everything lined up the way I exactly like I wanted it to, and then use that as your base template. That's your baseline. If everything's perfect, this is how my week works. Now, if something pops up and you've got to be gone on a Wednesday to go do something with your kid's school or you have a doctor's appointment or you get sick for a day, you're able to make changes and make adjustments in your schedule. And that's okay. The nice thing is you don't have to report to anybody else to you know, justify that, but then get back to your regular routine as often as possible. All right, let's wrap up with number five. So number five is to create a master plan, a master calendar for your entire year. Now, I know that can sound a little daunting, and if you're like me, who you kind of have a little bit of fear of commitment, it can feel a little overwhelming to say, well, I don't know what I want my business to look like or what it will look like six months from now, a year from now. But here is the purpose and the value of having this master planned calendar. So what I like to do is I take a year at a time. So I will print out like a full year calendar, all 12 months. And I go in and I kind of outline the big events happening in the year. So for example, if I know for me in the fall, it's a really busy season for photography, then I can kind of bracket some dates in there where I say, you know what? I know that from September to about mid-November, I'm those are my busiest weeks. And I need to prepare for that. That means I need to be marketing prior to September for these types of sessions. I need to kind of be marketing for all of that leading up to September. So it doesn't come August 12th and I'm like, oh crap, I've got to start planning for this busy season. I already kind of have it outlined on my calendar. If I know there are certain holidays, like for example, this isn't technically a holiday, but Black Friday, if you have a physical product or maybe you offer a Black Friday sale every year, you can add that to your big calendar so that you can see, okay, Black Friday falls on this day this year. I need to start kind of marketing this and talking about it at this date. It can also help you kind of look for where are the low times in my business. If summer is typically a slower season for you, then maybe you kind of can build some things in earlier in the year to help it ramp up in the summer instead of slowing down. You know, the purpose of having this year at a glance calendar is that it helps you to not only plan out your big events for the year, but it's a great way to plan out your content. When you think about it, a lot of people struggle. I see this all the time in emails And people posting in Facebook groups saying like, I don't know what to put on social media. I never, I'm running out of content. I don't know this. I don't know that. But if you're looking at your year at a glance and you're saying, okay, this time of year, I'm really going to be pushing this 
product or this service. So leading up to that, I really want to be like creating content around that topic, or I'm going to be launching this new product or service, you know, in March. So January and February should all be about providing value, educating my audience so that when I do that product launch, they are primed and ready to go. So it not only helps you plan out your year as far as what you have coming up, it can help guide you in the direction of what type of content should I be creating. Now, this is partly why now, early November, is the time to start looking at this. Because if you're finding that January and February are your busiest seasons, maybe Valentine's Day is a really big day for your business, then you need to have that plan in place before January 1st hits because you're going to have about six weeks to ramp up for that big event. So having this calendar, this year at a glance, will help make sure you're not caught off guard on something, that these big events don't sneak up on you or a big holiday that is important to your business doesn't kind of pop up out of nowhere. And you have an overview, kind of this bird's eye view of what your business is going to look like in the next year. I kind of go back to my teaching days and I think about you know, every year the school puts out their school calendar and they have sort of the big things on that calendar. They have their, their spring breaks, their holiday breaks, their teacher work days. Um, if they have any special events going on that are recurring every year, like I know our school district, their big thing is like the fall festival. So they have that on the school calendar. These are things that help you as a parent to kind of plan for your year as well. So the same thing kind of in your business, they block off these these dates and these times, but the little things in between, the football game schedule, the basketball schedule, the UIL schedule, the band schedule, those are all added in on top of that. But they have kind of this baseline calendar that everything else kind of feeds off of. That's what you need for your business. You need a baseline of, okay, these are the dates that I know we're going to be on vacation or it's a major holiday. I want to take some time off or, Hey, this is when I need to be really ramping up because this is when I get my best sales or this is when I want to get my best sales. So what can I do to lead up to that? It's really going to give you some perspective and looking further out. You know, at the beginning of this episode, I talked about kind of walking that line of looking down the road in your business while still like being involved in what's happening right now. And so I kind of look at my two calendars and I think my yearly calendar is that down the road, here's what's coming up next. And my Google calendar is my, here's what's happening right now. So that big calendar is kind of like that school calendar where I have all my dates mapped out for like the big things, but then all the little day-to-day things that happen in between to help me get ready for those bigger things are on my day-to-day Google calendar. So hope that makes sense. Now, not all of these things are going to necessarily work for everybody. And I hope that this comes through in a lot of my episodes and the things that you see me putting out on social media is I don't ever want you to feel like when you listen to one of these episodes that I'm telling you, this is the way, do it this way and everything will magically fall into place because that's not how it works. I hope that you are listening to this and taking the things that you think can work for your business and trying them. And if they don't work for your business, try something else. But these are things that have worked for me. These are ways that I organize myself for my upcoming year, the way I stay on task with things. And so hopefully they'll help you as well. But again, it's your business. I want you to find 
what works for you. So if two of these things sound fabulous and you want to run with them, run with them. If all five sound great, try all five. Find what works for you and what's going to help you feel like you're in control of your business. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as I did. And as always, you can find any links or resources mentioned in today's show down in the show notes. And if we're not friends outside of the podcast yet, then what are you waiting for? Come find me on Instagram at Girl Means Business. Send me a DM letting me know what you thought of today's episode or any of the past episodes you've listened to. You can also take a screenshot of today's episode and post it to your stories tagging at Girl Means Business, and I'll give you a shout out on my page. I love connecting with you and hearing all about your business and can't wait to get to know you more. I hope you have a wonderful week and I will meet you back here next week, same time, same place.